Hello! Welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. You're listening to the third dose of this auditory adventure, where we explore the wonder and magic of the everyday world from a practical and grounded perspective. I value the poetic nature of normal or ordinary experiences, and I'm making this podcast to honor and elevate and spread those wonders. Thank you for joining me in this unfolding mystery and this strange but kind of cool connecting format of listening to audio messages. I would love to know who you are and I'd love to hear your voice. So I've left a link in the show notes if you would like to send a message back. I would be delighted. I hope that you find this interesting and gives you something to chew on and My intention is to provide a refreshing approach to modern mysticism with real-life examples, some quirky takes on things, and just add my voice into modern spirituality, and I hope that's a benefit to you. My name is Lindsay Celeste, and I live on Vancouver Island, BC in Canada, so wherever you're listening from, I'm sending you love. Today is a sunny day here in the wintertime, and I'm looking out my window to the sunlight hitting the tops of the trees. My house is shaded in the wintertime because of the angle of the sun, but it's just starting to come back through, like, it sometimes hits the actual ground here now. I'm pretty excited about that. Today's dose of magic for realists is called Expansion, and... This episode is dedicated to my friend Jim in London, UK, who asked a wonderful, I don't know if it's a question or just a pondering, about this feeling of sort of not quite stuckness, but just kind of small, like you wish like your world would get bigger. This, yeah, this, I, I imagine this sort of like your roof is too close to your head kind of feeling. And in wanting to share some thoughts with him, I thought he's probably not the only one feeling this way right now. <laughs> because for a lot of people, this year has meant a lot more time at home. And so maybe even a physical feeling of your world not being big enough. And so I want to speak to that and both kind of philosophically about what might be underlying that and also some practical tips from my experiences about what has helped me when I felt like that. So here we go. First off, I think this is really normal and understandable feeling to feel cramped. Maybe it's cramped in your own skin, cramped in your own house, cramped in your relationship or your job. And I want to acknowledge that that is a sign of life. If you were dying, you would probably not feel that way. <laughs> like if, if when organisms are alive, they tend to be uh growing. Now we're going to get back to this idea of growth, but the, your your feeling of um, frustration 
is is an indication of life. <laughs> and when I feel this way, it really helps me to acknowledge that, to be like, wow, I must have a little bit of extra energy here because I, f- I feel cramped. If you, um, it's almost the, it's almost the opposite of feeling like overextended. Sometimes we feel like our world is too big and then sometimes we feel like it's too small. And that oscillation between those two feelings, like that's where we get to live. <laughs> that's what we get to play with for pretty much our whole life. Um, so acknowledging how you're feeling is to me the start of um, more at easement with it. And I also want to note that as far as I understand cosmology, the universe we find ourselves in is expanding. The stars are moving farther away from each other. And so if you feel any of that same feeling of wanting to expand, then you are at home here. (laughs) That's what's going on. So welcome. Welcome to the universe where the stars are flying apart. So yeah, you belong. Also, this word expansion is very trendy. It's very groovy. It's like, it's, it's almost become this new, um, like, it's almost like expansion is the new good. You know, like if something is expanding you, then, then it's good. And if it's not, then it's bad. Which I want to bring some questions to because, yes, our universe is expanding. And I think that that trend, or not trend, that um, pattern is probably steeped in almost everything. Like, unavoidably, we're part of this universe. However, the notion that expanding is always good and contracting is always bad, I think can get us into some really sticky unbeneficial situations because there's also in the universe a cyclical nature the earth is going around the sun the seasons are going around like we return to them year after year and things are growing or things are being born and dying and if we equate expansion with goodness and contraction with something to be avoided, we're going to be kind of um, pushing against half of the cycle. (laughs) Um, That there is a time, even in growth, to, to contract, to retreat, to withdraw, to cocoon. And that is what enables future expansion. So, Generally, we are expanding, both as people and as a universe and as cultures. However, that is not like every day is bigger than the next day. So I think some of the grief and conflict or tension that we might feel when we feel contraction is the tension that we get because of it. If you think of like a muscle cramp, uh it's it's lacking oxygen and it's tense. So 
like if you if you curl up into a ball and squeeze yourself in very tight, you're going to get a cramp. If you just curl up in a ball and relax, you're going to be cozy. <laughs> so sometimes there's a time to relax into our contraction and not fight it. That there may be a gift of rejuvenation, of um, like percolating something beneath the surface that precisely wants to happen in the times when we're not expanding. So for example, in the times when we're not making new friends, which would be an expanding feeling, we may be deepening the relationships that we do have. Or perhaps when we are not buying more new books, we are rereading ones that we have that we've forgotten about. So there's an opportunity in times when we're not expanding to try and relax into the smaller space. So one of my tips, if you're feeling cramped, is kind of counterintuitive. It's actually about limiting yourself more. <laughs> now, what's coming to mind now is like this funny, um, uh, what's it, parable? About a, a man who thinks that his house is too small and he goes to see a wise woman and she says, oh, well, bring, a, bring your cat into the house. And he still feels his house is too small. He goes to the wise woman and she says, bring your dog into the house. And if you know the story, it goes on and on. He ends up with all the farm animals and all his kids all in the house and it's crazy busy. Then he goes back to the wise woman and is exasperated and says, ah, like this is not working. My house is smaller than ever. And she says, put all the animals back outside. And he feels completely at ease. <laughs> and his house is huge. So my advice is sort of like that, in that if you're feeling like your world is small, try making it smaller. <laughs> um, like try spending a whole day at home. Uh, try, try sitting in a, the same spot in the forest for longer. Try um, not getting any new books. Try not watching any new movies and see what might expand in the shape that you've left by me, by taking out something. So sometimes we might be feeling cramped because we've actually filled up the space that we have. Like we've spilled up our time and our mind and our schedule. That's the same as time. <laughs> filled up our schedule and our physical space with too much stuff because we thought that more stuff would make us feel expanded. Turns out that actually makes us feel more cramped. So with sometimes there's finite things you're working with. Like you're still going to live in the same size house. You're not getting any more square footage anytime soon. So in order to feel more, you actually need less. So you might, and you have to sense into these tidbits of things that have helped me. Not all of them are going to work for you right now. So please pick and choose the ones that you feel fit your scenario. So sometimes less is more. And by limiting ourselves further, we then feel we're able to actually grow into the space that we do have instead of competing for 
surface area with the things we've filled it up with in an attempt to feel more. I hope that that makes sense. Also, to circle back around to this notion of growth, progress is very idealized in our current state of the world. And for example, it's also greatly linked to economics. The traditional economics that we've been taught uh, is necessary or growth is necessary. The economy has to keep on expanding. It's a much bigger discussion about that. Oh, and I'm going to give you a reading list about books that have expanded me. So this first mixed in with this. So the first one is Anything by Charles Eisenstein. The one about economics is called Sacred Economics. And I will leave these book titles in the show notes for you. Because reading is an excellent way to expand your mind, your understanding, and in that sense, your world. Reading is key for me. Totally key. So progress and economics. I invite us to question whether growth is always an expansion is always what we desire. We are now coming as a civilization to the limits of some of our resources. And so is expansion always what we're after? You could also argue that expanding means we're going to switch from some resources to others, which is much needed. <laughs> but what is, you know, is, is expanding, like is making the, the footprint of a city constantly bigger? Is that really what we're after? Is that better? Is that kind of expansion desirable? So you can see how these ideas about how to deepen our own experience where we are, even in the world that feels small, might hold some lessons for for other, like they might ripple out to have other, the lesson might be applicable in other spheres. Maybe if somebody learns to deepen their experience in their small house, then their city, there might be a clue in there as to how their city can better deepen its experience in that geographic location, be more efficient and kind and beautiful within that same space without having to always expand to answer its problems. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like, we have the opportunity when we feel things as an individual to chew into them and learn something that because of the fractal nature of reality, like in the small is the big and the big is the small, we get clues from one realm to the other. And I love seeing those clues. And I guess I'm hoping to share some of them with you. Okay, that was quite a bit of the sort of larger philosophical stuff. Now I'd like to give you a few sort of human, more human tips. Well, these are all human, but like stuff you can sink your fingers into about what to do when you're feeling cabin fever. That's what I'm going to call it. I have lived on a sailboat in the wintertime with another human and a cat. 
and it was only 34 feet long, which I don't know the calculations of the inside space, but it was very small. That's a very small space. Like there was, there was no floor space enough to like lay down on. And anyone, when, when either person moved, the other person knew where they were like, cause the boat rocked or like you had, it was just, it was such a small space. And then I also lived for a while in a small cabin and I lived remotely in the mountains and these different experiences in one way or another resulted in my world being very small. And I would not, okay, on one hand, I can, I totally recommend that. I think it's a phenomenal soul expanding experience. And if you get the chance to live remotely, um, in a small world, whatever that looks like, I'd encourage you to take it. However, I'd also caution you that it's very, it's very tricky. And when, when left alone with ourselves, we get to know ourselves. The rewards of that are huge and totally worth it and challenging. And need, and I, if I had, and mental health is a real thing that needs to be taken care of. And not all constitutions can handle time alone or remotely or in a small world. And I feel extremely grateful for the people who uh, rescued me when I needed it. And I, it, I, I would caution people from getting too lonely and too isolated. Things can go really weird. So with all that as the disclaimer, some of the lessons I learned from those times are applicable in any situation where you feel like your world, when you're feeling something to do with cabin fever, like your world is too small. So go outside. This is pretty much the answer to almost everything. Try and get outside every day. And, and especially if you can be somewhere wild with plants and animals that are just doing their thing. It will be a great help to your spirit. Another book recommendation is anything by David Abram. He's an incredible, thoughtful, and deep writer about our human experience as flesh beings on this planet. He's written The Spell of the Sensuous, and Becoming Animal are the two I've read. And they are thick. Like, it's like... It's really dense prose. Like, it's like a it's like a poem went through the dryer and got shrunk into sentences and paragraphs. And then it's like a whole book of that. It's so thick. And yet it's... If it... I've, it's come to me at some points in life and I couldn't read it. And then other times it was perfect. So... I'm giving you that suggestion in case it's perfect for you right now to read David Abram and deepen your experience of connecting with the natural world. Into that, another recommendation is is the work of Bill Plotkins. And we'll return to all these authors again at some point. But if you're in the, I need an expanding source of books to read, Bill Plotkins and his work around soul development 
and personal expression. Uh, there's a, he's done just years of work in leading soulful retreats in the wilderness and the understandings of human psyche and development that he's come to have been really helpful to me. So the one I would start with in his work is either Wild Mind or Nature and the Human Soul. And then Soulcraft is more about rituals that can come from or it can help in exploring our own soul. And by soul, he means like the essence at the heart of us, like the isness that is us. And yeah, that might, that again, I hope that these books find you at the right time because a well-timed book, that's part of the mystery that I celebrate is how sources and books come into our lives at the right time. When I'm feeling cabin feverish, books are a way to expand my language because they're somebody else's mind. And if you have the opportunity to actually speak or learn another language, it's super expanding, even your brain. And it gives you new words to see the world with. And language can be quite limiting. So learning another one gives us a whole new repertoire and vocabulary. This was a lifesaver on the boat. Both of us spoke rusty French. And so sometimes when we would get really tired of each other's company, we would have an evening in French. And I can only describe it as relief that finally it was like I had new company. Like the voice sounded different and my own voice sounded different. Sometimes we can get kind of this cramped feeling of our own style and company and it's like we want to get away from ourselves and so if we hear ourselves speaking a different language it can help so you could even just learn a song in a different language or a few weird phrases or swear words in another language just to hear yourself sound different you could try an accent or something to change up the words Another thing that's helped me during cabin fever times is to have a weekly tradition. To have, to anchor some, like, that can be this sort of blurry, lost, squished feeling. Like, every day is sort of the same as the next one, and you don't really know what's happening, and not not enough is happening. And so having a weekly tradition really helped me. It marked one week from the next. And so in in my case, for many years, and I hope it makes a comeback sometime soon, I've had some variation of spaghetti on Wednesdays. Sometimes it's involved red wine, till I realize that my body hurts after red wine. <laughs> sometimes it's involved lasagna, sometimes it's spaghetti, sometimes it's just a special dinner, but sometimes it's not on Wednesdays. <laughs> the point is something that you invent or adopt or hear of uh, that that is has a has a cyclical like you do it I think weekly is great uh, and you can look forward to it you can rely on it and then it allows you to see that things are changing if you have something the same that you've chosen then you'll be able to feel the shifts around it, which is an expanding feeling. So for example, the 
the bottle of wine and spaghetti, I would pee, I would steam off the label on the wine bottle and then make a little card and write, this was on the sailboat, right where we, where we were and what had happened in that week and whether we liked the wine or not. And it was a way of that sameness allowed me to feel the difference. It's almost like if you, if you draw, if you're at the beach and you put a line in the sand, that's how you're able to tell if the tide is going in or out. So by having a weekly ritual of sameness, then you can feel the expansion of the change. Or maybe you can, you can, it could be feeling your own mood, feeling the, the meal is changed, like it's delicious or not, or the world events or the people, like you can feel the change because of the sameness. Potentially tied to this weekly tradition is my encouragement to dress up. One of the things that happens with an expanding feeling of like, just in the kind of most basic sense of like getting out and about or traveling is that we change our wardrobe. Like we dress up to go out for dinner or we put on tropical clothes to go for a trip and we get to wear new things, maybe buy new things or pull them out from the back of our closet. And there's a change in dress. And one of the things that lots of people are realizing and joking about with so much time at home is that there was there's a lot of pajama wearing going on and comfy clothes, which may have irreversibly changed fashion. And I am all for clothes being comfortable. And I'm also all for expressing ourselves in what we wear. And if we narrow ourselves into one, our clothes that we wear at home, we are, of course, going to feel like we've gotten kind of cramped by our own, like we're not going to feel like we're fully expressing ourselves. So wearing different clothes helps. And like, even if there's nobody else around, or even if you're just going to the grocery store, wear, like dress up, make a dress up occasion. It can be goofy. It can be formal. It can be cross-gendered, whatever. Try dressing up. It's, It's kind of like this medicine for the soul. Especially if you can figure out, or identify, I should say, what part of you is not getting expression. So in my case, I haven't gone anywhere warm in what feels like too long. So I miss wearing bikinis and flip-flops and short shorts and sunglasses. So if I was to give myself a prescription of the clothes I need to wear, it would be those ones that I am pretty much always wearing my biking gear or my office gear or my comfy gear. And the part of me that feels most identified and expressed in my sexy summer clothes is feeling cramped. So even if it can't have, if you can't have the full expression of it, like I can't be on a beach in my bikini right now, at least not for very long, did that on New Year's Day, but it wasn't like a relaxing experience, then by wearing something that embodies the part of you that feels it's not getting expressed, it's a way to remind yourself that you haven't forgotten and that that's still a part of you. And it can be very good for your soul. You can also try wearing something that you've never worn before. And that could be super fun. Okay, a few more. 
if you have the opportunity to meet a stranger, this expands our world. And this is one of the things I miss from not having as many um, social interactions these days. I, I find it enlivening to meet strangers. However, there are still strangers in the world. There's still people I encounter who I haven't, who I don't know. And so taking, not being in a rush and not overlooking those opportunities is a gift. And chances are it's a gift to the other person because if you're friendly and you take a minute to, you know, talk to the person across from you when you're gassing up the car or, you know, take just a little bit longer interaction with these strangers. And this could, this could be super short or it could be more, um, more involved, but the crossing paths with strangers and getting a chance to see into their life is one way to expand our world. And we're going to finish off with take a new route on old terrain. We end up unknowingly making our terrain smaller than it is because we get habituated. So for example, I, I I have a bike route to work and, you know, there's only so far I want to bike in a day and I have to get to work. So I know the most efficient route to get there. But with a little variation in two more minutes, I could change my route and still get to work. And my world hasn't really gotten bigger, but I've changed the route I got there with. This could be walking to the grocery store, driving somewhere. It could even be where you brush your teeth. You could brush your teeth in the kitchen instead of the bathroom, which is a habit that I have. <laughs> so in my case, I could brush my teeth in the bathroom for once. The point being, we we often habituate. And so without changing much, we can change the way we do things. Lastly, the book recommendation to round this out is to read Ken Wilber. He's the most philosophical of these recommendations. And if you want to get inside your head and the world and understand systems of existence and culture, dive into Ken Wilber. Again, if he finds you at the right time, you will be blessed. All right, my friends. I hope that you can feel in this the conversation that I've experienced and am still experiencing between expansion and contraction, between relaxing into small spaces and wanting to expand. My life right now is kind of that balance. I live in a really tiny house and I have a a small world on my bicycle and that smallness is the breeding grounds for things like expanding out with this podcast and potentially having people all over the world listen to my voice. And and it will it, it fluxes. Sometimes the house I live in feels really small and then I take my speaker outside and I dance on the path. And and sometimes I will feel too expanded and I need to spend all day at home. So there's these 
logistics of how we experience our space and our world. And I believe that what we're learning in that tension is is also what we are experiencing as a culture in trying to balance our growth and our progress with our stewardship and our care and our deepening of our relationship with each other and with the natural world and with the earth and with animals. And so we are in this liminal space of feeling both, of feeling maybe a little bit of contentment in our small space and an angst about the larger world. And and then maybe it flips the other way and we feel like the world is okay and our sphere is in trouble. And as I move my hands back and forth from my fingers touching to my hands open, as I've been describing these expanding and contraction, I know I notice that it looks like almost like an accordion and that it it's as if those are the lungs of existence that are expanding and contracting and expanding and contracting with the breath of everything. So I hope that that has given you I hope that it's expanded your thoughts a little bit. (laughs) Or maybe it's shrunk them and you're feeling smaller. However this lands, my wish for you is that you can feel into the breath of the world. I'm really grateful that you listened. And again, I would love to know who you are and what reflections and experiences ripple out from listening to this. Also, please go ahead and share this with any realists you feel could use a little magic. And like I've said, to give strangers who meeting them would expand our worlds to give strangers a higher chance of encountering this podcast. If you could rate review and subscribe to it, the algorithm will work in our favor. If you leave me a voice note, which there's a link in the show notes to do so, Please let me know if you want it to remain private or not. And until next time, may you experience the mundane magic of the real world as it expands and contracts with you and around you and in you. Bye for now.